Now to get our game phases on. Yeah. Okay. Alright. You ready? Yep. Ready. And. Woo! That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tiny House Podcast. I'm Perry. I'm Michelle. And this is Mark. And today we have Jewel Pearson from Atlanta. Atlanta. I'm in Charlotte. Char Charlotte, North Carolina? Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, she that moved. That is not Atlanta. Well, I, so I I'm from Atlanta, but I live in Charlotte. My tiny house is in it is in Charlotte, okay. but I'm from Atlanta. Right on. Where where in Atlanta? Um, I, the la so I, of course, along with my gypsy soul, I kind of moved back and forth. So the last time that I lived in Atlanta, it was in the city of Atlanta, but I mostly lived in the Gwinnett Lawrenceville area. Awesome. I'm I went to high school in Decatur. Oh, did you? Yes. Okay. Dirty yeah. South. Yet another, yes. yet another example of our just awesome yes. research, our awesome research. <laughs> Here I was bragging to them. I was like, oh yeah, she and I are BFFs. Um, just kidding. Hi, visitor in Atlanta. I know. But she lives in Charlotte. <laughs> so the, the bonus is it's a tiny house, so maybe you could say she must have moved in. There, yeah. there you go, Jewel. Exactly. Okay, so, uh, so the background that we understand is that you... Uh, you <laughs> Because it might not be right. <laughs> We've got this for else entirely. Exactly. <laughs> you have this beautiful tiny house. It looks like you even have a, uh, a porch on that mug. But it, but Michelle tells us um, that you had this thing uh, specced and designed by somebody else, and you built it maybe, or you had it built by someone else as well. No, I I designed it. Um, my sister, uh, my uh, I kind of sketched it out on graph paper. My sister is in interior design, and she and I put the plans to um, put the my sketch to plans, and we had an architect review it, and then I went out and found a builder. Gotcha. So I had a builder build to my plans, and I had a, a, I had another um, designer work with me um, before we took it to the builder. Where did you have the house built? In Charlotte, in here Charlotte. Um, in Charlotte, we built um, at a uh, on the side of a storage facility because we were building um, kind of in what would be our bad weather, and we couldn't afford to just um, to have any delays. So we built it here in Charlotte. Got it. And who, just for the promotional sake, who was the builder? Um, Second Look Construction. Do they build tiny houses, or was this a one-off for them? This was a one-off. Right on. Were they a residential? Yes. Cool. Yes. And the big question: How much did you pay to have this tiny house? <laughs> so no, that's the, that's the question answer. that I never ever answer. Okay. <laughs> so I always say to whoever asks that you know, depending on your circumstance, it's going to um, vary based on all of your variables. Mine, um, it I will say it was pricey. It was more than what I'd hoped. Um, it would end up being, but um, I guess on the on looking back, I would say my budget wasn't as realistic as as I think um, it probably should have been. And then with my timeline, my timeline was very tight. I I may have been able to do it a, a less expensively had I had a longer timeline to source and negotiate, and um, and I sourced all of the material, so I didn't have the benefit of a, a builder's discount and connections and that kind of thing. So I had um, some factors working against me and ended up spending more than I had anticipated, and then I do also have expensive taste, so that factored in there somewhere. <laughs> I can tell you so. have expensive taste by the pictures, which will feature on our website. Um, so, so the... So, so in, in in the end, are you happy with your build? I absolutely love my house. Why? Um, did you say why? Yeah. 
because I spent so much time <laughs> up front. <laughs> I spent so much time up front kind of working to understand how I use my space. My sister and I kind of spec that out, and uh, my friend Jamie, who was working with us, we put a lot of thought and effort into the upfront, you know, what are the things I have to have, how should this uh, space be laid out, and then, you know, what's going to make me happy, and then the end result is exactly as we imagined or as I imagined, and I absolutely adore my house. It was stressful going through the build, but uh, the end result, I absolutely adore my house. Was it because of the weather only that you were in such a hurry, or were there other factors? There were several factors. Um, I, my lease was up the end of May, and I wasn't planning to renew my lease, so I wanted to be in the house the end of May. Um, and then I also had the bright idea along the way somewhere to fill out an application to be featured on um, HGTV's Tiny House Big Living. Uh-huh. And their time frame was the same um, as my, you know, be out of my apartment kind of thing. So even if I had said, you know, well, I, maybe I'll extend my lease another month, I didn't have that leeway working with their timeline. So everything just needed to happen and was in a, in a crunch. I see. And what, what made you choose? Ch- a tiny house so my my daughter is 28 she was almost 29 and my dream as she even started kindergarten was once she got <laughs> older <laughs> I've been dreaming who's laughing Michelle why are you laughing <laughs> that is a long ass dream <laughs> it is it has morphed and it, so it's been a, a dream in progression but my dream early on was that I was going to live in an RV and travel the world right. and I had imagined that when she went off to college I kind of would pull my RV up at, at the um, campus and just you know kind of annoy her and <laughs> that had been the dream and I, it was kind of just morphing and and you know it was like once I get to this point that's what I'm going to do and then I as I started go, I would go to the RV shows and I just realized the ones one the ones that I really liked were not ever in my price range and then it really just wasn't for long-term living and um, one night just stumbled on tiny houses and I actually saw Macy's I read a a story about Macy uh, Miller and saw her house and read her story and it just really resonated with me and I was like that's that's what I'm doing I'm building a tiny house wow nice that's so awesome. Um, I do want we do want to talk a little bit about the TV show, but before we get to that, um, uh, I still want to concentrate and talk about your house. So, um, as Perry said, we're going to have pictures on on our website and on our podcast here, so they can check those out. Um, tell us a little bit about your house and what is what's the most unique features? What's your favorite things about your house? Um, probably. I, my windows um, would be uh, uh, one of, I, I think, every uh, really everything about the house is my favorite. But I love my windows. Um, I want it to be able to have um, a lot of light and sunshine and uh, definitely accomplish that. Um, my house, including my two lofts, uh, the interior space is 360 square feet. Um, I have a, a very nice-sized bathroom. I, I have a tub, um, a lot of counter space in my bathroom for all of my girly stuff, which was important to me um, to sit around on the counters. Um, and then I have a full walk-in closet. Um, and I always say, you know, I live tiny, but I didn't go down to the minimalistic lifestyle. I haven't reached that lifestyle. So I have a, a full walk-in closet. Um, I'm not that big on cooking, so I... 
I didn't do the um, full galley kitchen. I kind of have a um, part of of what would be a kitchen or in, in some other tiny homes. I've de dedicated that to uh, my closet. And then I also have a uh, screen gym porch off the um, back of the house. And above that porch is a Juliet balcony that you access from my um, master law. Wow. So just kind of all of the things, you know, I had some things on my wish list. The the porch and the balcony were on the wish list, and um, I was able to include those in the bill. So I, I absolutely, and, and then I have a, an amazing um, large round window. It's like a, a porthole that I absolutely love. So that's that awesome. Is, that's cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so I, 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 looking at your pictures, and, you know, I, I'm going to, I, so, so in our podcast, we tend to talk about the sens insensitive things, and I'm gonna, okay. I'm, a, I'm about to broach a subject, and I, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. yeah, I hope it doesn't offend wow. you. But so, dun, dun, dun. so you, you, we don't, we don't encounter very many African American women in this movement. Well, you know what? That is not a, a sensitive subject to me. I'm absolutely glad you brought that up because Yay. that is something that. I talk about a lot, and it seems to make other people uncomfortable. Yeah. But of course, since I'm brown, it doesn't make me uncomfortable. Um, so you're aware like, you're African American. That's yeah. a good starting you, point. You weren't sure if I knew I was. If <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we might have to stop. I need to readjust. Uh, no, it, you're absolutely right, and I'm glad you were willing to go there. Yeah. Um, this is when I first started out um, and decided I was going to um, build a tiny house. I kind of was keep. I'm, I'm very private, and I was kind of keeping all of this close to the vest. And then as I started looking around and realizing there weren't many other African American men, women anywhere in any of the forums I was participating in, um, I didn't see any um, African Americans living in tiny homes, and there were. Um, I don't know if Michelle will remember this. There was a question, um, there was an event that um, a lot of tiny houses attended, and someone in a forum asked, well, where are the, the black people? And I kind of was just watching the, the questions go back and forth. And I understood, it, someone took it kind of uh, offensively, like, you know, why are you making this about race? But I understood, and she wasn't making it about race, I understood what she was asking. Where are the black people? You know, everybody wants to kind of see, to see themselves as a part of something and that's just kind of natural gravitation in life and so I waited and I commented and I said you know I'm hey I'm raising my hand I'm I'm black and I'm building a tiny house and I have since had a lot of people email me to say you know we're so happy to see you and your home your home is beautiful and it represents something for a different community to be inclusive and that makes me really feel good I've well, had people um, at the tiny house jamboree last year I had a black girl come up to me and she said she, I was the only reason that she had attended because she had seen my house and then felt like you know this is this is something that we're a part of and I really want to meet her and so that has made me feel good Wow you know it's it's interesting Jewel I'm, I'm african-american and um, if if there was anyone who could represent black culture in a tiny house, I wouldn't, couldn't have think of a better person because you're, well, I, I haven't been in your tiny house, but I've seen the pictures. I imagine walking into your tiny house, it's like walking into a cultural museum. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Is, is that the way you've always decorated your living spaces? 
It absolutely is. Most of the stuff in here is carryover, my favorite pieces from my house. And so this is just, and that was why Tiny House was so appealing to me to be able to bring this stuff, you know, versus an RV that you kind of really can't decorate True. as well. True. But to be able to make this my home, and this is absolutely how I always decorate. And it is, um, and I, and it makes me feel good to to hear from other people, especially when they watch to sh watch the show to say you represented us so well. I actually had a lady send me a note, and you'll probably crack up on this. She said, "You're the Harriet Tubman of tiny houses." <laughs> <laughs> you just named the episode. And I cracked exactly. up laughing, but I understood exactly what she was saying. And I've reached out. I've connected with some other. Um, I do know some other black people who are building, and I've reached out to them to, and it makes me feel good to see uh, us joining the movement and us understanding yes that we also live in tiny houses and we I've actually had a discussion on my Facebook page um, where people were asking why do you think that African Americans aren't in the tiny house movement and I kind of said you know for so long we've tiny houses they're what we had to yeah, live in yeah right and so now that. as we're progressing and making money and doing well, the last thing we want is a tiny house. We yeah. want to be able to show that we're making money and I've got the big house and I've got the mm -hmm. big cars mm -hmm. and I get that and I understand that. But I also wanted to show, you know, hopefully through you, my house, that you can still have a tiny house. It can still be very nice and you can still pocket some of that money versus, you know, the mortgage with the, t the 10 rooms that maybe you're not using. It's interesting that you say this. There's there's almost a cult, some weird per paradox. It's a cult. There's a cultural lag where, you know, the the society has moved through these McMansions and and just speaking about housing and black people have embraced that right. Like in Atlanta, my my younger brother, rest in peace, had this huge mansion down there on this big piece of land, and he couldn't have afford that here in Portland. But you know, and his neighbors, all of them lived in this gated community, and it's like this big bulge moves through society whether it's clothes or housing or whatever and the black people are usually on the tail end of that absolutely absolutely we're pl we're playing catch up yeah and so do you do you as a tiny house own owner is it are are there really few black people in the movement or are they just kind of incognito or just not making a, a ruckus about it not to make this a black Episode. No, I no, I no, get it. I think there are few. I think there are few, but I think is you know just based on the response that I've gotten, um, we're coming. If, if yeah. you know, it, it's catching on, and it's something that we're interested on in, and we're understanding that it's not um, because it also sometimes becomes uh, you know a. I, I don't know if stigma is the right word where people are, you know, why would you want to do that? And, and even when I decided I was building, a couple of people asked me, are you having hard times? Yeah. You know, do you need a room? And so now people are understanding that's no, that's not what it's about. It's about being able to live, you know, intentionally and, and, and making a decision to live tiny. Yeah. Not because you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, thank you for letting us actually connect the dots. So this is, this is almost the third part of this conversation. Um, it was Lee at that event that brought up the subject. We had interviewed Lee recently. She mentioned, um, she mentioned again, um, diversity in the tiny house movement and, and sort of how that event didn't truly represent the true diversity and, and who was out there and who was building them. And so, so we wanted to follow up with you um, again as a follow-up to that entire conversation. So thank you very much for letting us connect all the dots and really, really get it firsthand. 
I'm glad. I'm glad the question was raised. I'm glad there's more sensitivity to it. I mean, it feels good. That's a, that's important. It's interesting because some of what you bring up, it's like, in many ways, that's everybody who's building a tiny house gets a lot of that feedback. That's is true. it hard times? Is there a problem? Et cetera, yeah. et cetera. I mean, anybody who's choosing to do that is going to. People are going to kind of look at them a little bit sideways. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, it, well, not it's it's interesting as a, as an African American woman. Not only are you building this tiny house, but you've built this tiny house that has a screened porch. And what was the name of that balcony? Juliet. The Ju a Juliet balcony. balcony. Juliet Romeo balcony. and Juliet. So <laughs> and so, so do you consider yourself? You also have a uh, somewhat, if I may say, a striking appearance. So, do you? Are you? Are you? Are you edgy in all aspects of your life in that way? I think so. <laughs> wow. That was the most demure comment I've ever heard. I think I am. I think I've always done things a little differently, marched to a different beat, and um, it, where I think it's just me. You know, sometimes people look at me kind of cross-eyed, like, what's going on with her? Um, but that's just really who I am, and yeah. it, it's who I have always been. Where does do you, it, Just give a little ponder to that. Where does that come from? Um, I would probably say from my mom. She's always um, been a, a you know, this. My mom has always been very stylish. So I would say probably the style part came from her. And then I think on, along the way, I've you know kind of tweaked it to make it my own, just to be a little different. Mm -hmm. Where Where are you from originally? Um, so I was born in Brooklyn, um, lived uh, lived in Charlotte, um, then moved to Atlanta and um, in the, my early 20s when my daughter was very young. And so I always say that I grew up in Atlanta. I moved back here to Charlotte uh, when my daughter first went to um, undergraduate. Um, she went to North Carolina Central up in Durham, and I was having mommy anxiety, so I relocated to be a little closer to her. She was absolutely fine, and I was stressed out, um, so I moved here to be closer to her, and then after that first year when I got myself together, um, <laughs> I um, moved to Fort Lauderdale, then I moved back to Atlanta, and then I came back to Charlotte, and so um, it the gypsy part of me is really, really applicable I because I, I don't like to stay still. But I lived in Atlanta for the, the majority of my life or the growing up part of my life, the part of life that I feel like made a, a big impact. And so I always say I'm from Atlanta. Interesting. You describe yourself, or Perry actually described you as edgy, but I want to I wanna shout out again to your, um, your generosity, your generous nature. I told these guys my little my little story about how our, our tiny houses are kind of cousins. Yes. Um, in the very, very beginning, I have a cute story. I was on, I was on a, a website, and I said, hey, I'm thinking about siding my house with license plates, and you didn't think that was crazy at all. You even went so far as to having never met me or talked to me, got my address, and sent me a big old stack of license plates. So um, I appreciate that about you. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, reaching out to people you don't know and helping them, if, if only a teeny tiny bit with their life, it truly was a really cool part of the initial. When I was planning my tiny house build, I was, I was meeting some cool people, and you were definitely on the list. I appreciate that. Well, thank you. Um, my logo is made up of... Um 
of license plates. So I had a great big old box of them, and I knew how hard they were to come by. And I, you know, I didn't have anything else I needed them for. So when you need them, I'm like, that's perfect. I, sh- I can share them. That, and I think that's what you're supposed to do, even just in life. If there's something that you can do to help somebody, absolutely. So I need to go back to edgy. I thought edgy was more of a compliment. Uh, did edgy mean uptight? No, it means no. it means it meant compliment. I, I was on the edge. On edge. the edge, yeah. like like poetry slams and. Okay. That okay. Kind of that's stuff. what I thought. I just wanted to make sure before oh, yeah, I yeah. signed up for it if I needed to renege. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also, you know, we don't edit the podcast, so yeah. everything we say is yeah. recorded forever and ever and ever. So. Right. So I didn't want to sign up for something I wasn't sure of, but I thought <laughs> that's what you meant. But you're very welcome, Michelle. You're right. We early on connected, and I always felt um, connected to you just watching you as a, a, a woman building a tiny house I always felt a connection there so you're absolutely welcome Aww, so so the thank you. so the um one of the things that tiny housers say they have trouble with is finding a place to put their tiny house where is your tiny house right now it is on um the in the, the backyard of a gentleman's property he has um he has a large backyard in the back of his house and then he has another acre and a quarter that he is um, renting to me and it was just absolutely amazing i had a running ad on craigslist um, when i first built the house i went to a rv park that was off the marina and i just knew that that wasn't I wanted some more um, privacy and um, had a standing ad on Craigslist and this gentleman reached out to me and so um, I have the perfect parking space. It, the area looks like it might be kind of country. Um, it's you know wooded. I see deer and very cool area but then I'm right off an exit with a bunch of restaurants and shopping for um, so I'm not, you know, I'm kind of in the country, but I'm still connected to the city. I'm a city girl, so I love my parking space. Nice. Do, do you, may I ask you what you pay? Sure. Um, the lot rent is $300 a month, and then I've, I'm connected to his water. He's got well water, so I'm, and connected to his electricity and Internet. So I pay for electricity and Internet, um, but the lot rent itself is $300. Cool. And I, I presume on his well, he's got a pump that pumps the water to you instead of Yes, yes. If I had to go with a bucket to get my water, that would <laughs> that would not be so amazing. <laughs> and then, just for just for other tiny houses who are listening, what what type of uh, toilet do you have? So I have not embraced the concept. So I knew it. Oh, I knew it. No way. So I'm like, wait, like to my credit, let me let me go back. I, I initially that. bought the same um, compost toilet. It's a Sunmar that Macy Miller has. You know, I kind of followed. She, she said her toilet. She only had to deal with it like once in about six months. And I'm thinking I can deal with that. I'm just I really wasn't embracing poop um, well. And so I bought that. Uh, that same unit and then realized she has a gooseneck and my um, trailer wouldn't accommodate because there's a accommodated it there's a piece that has to go up underneath and that piece is like about three feet tall mm-hmm. so my guys were like well we can dig it in for you and I just felt like if we we dug it in I felt like it would impact the process of composting I also felt like you know if I've moved then I've got to deal with this process of digging this in and digging it out so I I returned it and went for a dry flush just as an interim toilet to um, kind of figure out what I was going to do. And I don't know if you're familiar with a dry flush. That's like a glorified diaper genie. And it is fine for, um, I would say, intermittent use. For full-time use, it's not the 
it's not the best. I mean, it works just fine, but it wasn't what I wanted to deal with long term. Um, and so I went um, and I have a macerating toilet, and I think that's how you pronounce it. It, um, it doesn't use as much water as a regular toilet. It doesn't have to have the, um, it's not gravity fed, so it, um, it doesn't have to, to deal um, with gravity in the installed. Um, but it, what it does is it grinds up the toilet tissue and the waste, and I have it connected to a 275-gallon container um, sitting kind of out on the property. Um, and I have it serviced, and yeah. so so far it, it's been about three months. I haven't had to have it serviced yet, and so I went the maybe the easier route. Yeah, uh, it's a much more convenient way of, of uh, I mean, outsourcing your poop is a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I'm outsourcing, outsourcing my poop. Outsourcing your poop. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Seems like that. It was just I, with the dry flush, I got to the point where I was thinking about uh, pooping was a. a daily constant thought you know i'd be out and i'm like oh let me stop and use the bathroom before i go home um i, I would have I to think that. about whether i had enough i ordered cartridges if i had a cartridge left and it was like okay i'm done with thinking about poop on a daily basis it's impacting my love of my tiny house <laughs> and so i went um a, a different route nice wow do I get kicked and, out of? The, I, I know some and people who takes it to a standstill. No, really you're sensitive about this, and it's been funny to me because I, I, you know, you see all the posts. Well, you're not really a tiny house, or if you're not doing this, and if you don't do this, and if you don't spend less than this, and so I know a toilet is one of those things. So I might get kicked out of the tiny house community. No, it's who okay. makes the world go round. Exactly, and it's it's quite all right that you had a workaround. <laughs> Actually, that's a really great segment. Um, I know there are some of us that um, get that sort of negative feedback from, ironically, the tiny house movement itself. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, apparently, um, I spent too much money on mine. That was the big thing. Um, my stairs are extremely dangerous, and someone eventually is going to break their neck and sue me for all I have. Um, nope. And they're going to end up with my tiny house, of course. <laughs> Uh, with the stairs in it that they sued me over. Anyways, um, <laughs> but I digress. Um, so what, like I said, the tiny house movement is lovely and wonderful and embracing, and we kind of have this lovely simpatico, but that that's not always the case. Talk a little bit about how difficult or how often you've had to feel like you defended your tiny house or your design or the money you spent, and, and how do you work through that and not, not take it personally? Well, that is, that is absolutely the reason why I don't share how much I spent on my house because I don't ever want to see anybody discussing it. And, I've see, and I learned that from watching discussions on other people's homes. I, I didn't realize you had gotten hit with that, too. I, I just feel like if I, unless I ask you to borrow the money or <laughs> you were somehow involved in my finances, you don't get to a say in how much I spent on my house. If right. I spent a million dollars, it was my you know, my money to spend how I choose. And so that, those conversations annoy me. Um, and so, and it's just really one of the reasons why I haven't shared my, the cost of my house. But I see those conversations all the time. You know, what tiny house living um, means to so-and-so and what it should mean. And I all, I, I think I take the devil's advocate, I feel, role, because I feel like it should mean whatever it means to that person. If that person building is building because they want to have the the most fashionable tiny house in the world and they spend $10 million on it, that's what it meant to them. 
if somebody wants to use, you know, all salvaged materials and they want, you know, nothing um, directly bought, they don't want to spend more than $20,000, then that's what it means to them. I don't participate in those conversations because I don't feel like there's a, a one-size-fit-all for the movement. You know, early on, maybe the earlier adopters all were on of the same mindset, but as anything grows, it morphs into something different, it changes, and, and it's allowed to change. Um, and so, you know, I have the. I think the only thing that I've had to defend so far is um, I've heard something about my stairs that they were dangerous. Um, I've also heard um, that my access, my the the way you get to my second loft, there's some rungs on the wall back behind my couch. I don't use that loft as much as I use the rest of the house, and I didn't want to dedicate a ladder to it. But of course, there's space if I wanted to. But this was my preference, so I've heard that that wasn't the smartest thing to do. <laughs> Um, I caught a lot of grief because during my photo shoot, I had my puppy in his crate during the filming because he's a puppy and we were trying to do a professional shoot. And I don't know if you know anything about puppies, but they're always under your feet. Uh -huh. And I was just trying to make sure he was protected. But I caught a lot of grief about that. People wanted me to have to live in a crate and just all kinds of things. And it, it was just kind of hilarious at some point. You know, at first I started defending it. And then I was like, you know, whatever. I, I can't with these people. So um, I, I, I try to stay, out, even on, uh, you know, my Facebook pages, people start commenting on, you know, well, why did they do that? Or why did they do this? Or why did they spend that much money? I shut those conversations down because I feel like we're looking at someone else's house. Whatever decisions they made, they were those were their decisions to make. Mm -hmm. If you don't agree with them, then you do something else in the tiny house that you're going to build. Or shut up if you're not going to build one. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, actually, I was going to ask you about your dog and, and him being a puppy and having a pet inside of a, of a tiny house as well. Seems to be a bit controversial having pets and having children and, and that whole thing as well. So how are you and your puppy getting along in your new space? He, we, we are getting along just fine. He's a whole whopping eight pounds, so he doesn't take up much space. But I've seen those comments, too. I just was act, actually laughing with um, another tiny house family. She had posted a comment that someone had made to tell her how awful she was to have her kids living in a tiny house. And the comment was so weird, it almost sounded like the person felt like, because the house was tiny, it was going to stunt her kids' growth. And it was just... Like a goldfish. <laughs> yeah, that's what I saw. Like a, yeah. a pair of two small wow. shoes. And so it's just like, you know, everybody's going to have an opinion, and you know what they say about that. Yeah, and they're I just, just like that. Yeah. So I just feel like, you know, my, my puppy... Well, I I always feel like people get to do whatever they, as long as it's not illegal or immoral or maybe impacting me. You get to do whatever you want to do. Yep, that's exactly right. I think I know what the four of us need to do. We need to write up a one-page draft of a script. Tyler Perry's million-dollar tiny house. <laughs> And just hilarious. present it to him, you know. Twenty fur casual toilets. I, I mean, you name see it. The, I can see Tyler pulling out that gun. Say it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> so just to I, go, to, just to go back and clarify for a second, Jewel, what what was it that people were complaining about having the dog in the crate during the photo shoot? He was sit, he was sitting in his crate. And people couldn't understand why I had him in his crate. Oh, in a crate, that in was, a it tiny was house. So, it was so inhumane that he was sitting in a crate. And 
um, she should have to live in a cage. Who puts their dog in a crate? And <laughs> well, obviously, I, you were taking a break between the dog fights. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and you know, I, even from everything that I've read, as a, a new puppy owner, a crate, a, a puppy enjoys his crate. And in fact, he'll go run and jump in his crate <laughs> yeah. at any given time yeah. because that's his safe space. Yeah. And so I actually, in the beginning, I started posting the information from the Humane Society about crate t- crate training and giving your dog and your puppy a place to go and just kind of relax their own space. And then after a while, it's like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to even defend myself. It is what it is. Um, but, you know, I was like, well, what do you expect me to do? I'm, I'm trying to think about it. It was like, it, it, and it was just one picture. He doesn't stay in his crate 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It, it, and so then that's when I was like, okay, Jewel, you're going to have to get tougher skin and not feed into that. And, again, and that's, again, the reason I never said how much my house cost. Um, it was kind of, it was, HGTV was big on trying to include that information. As I got to the end of my build, I was over the initial budget, and they didn't do a good job of communicating at the end of the show how much I paid for it. And since that time, I'm like, I don't, I don't talk about it. Yeah. Well, I respect your boundaries. Absolutely respect your boundaries. I mean, um, and as far as the criticism, I've gotten comments from people that, you know, they, they said it's too bad when our government forces our elderly into houses the size of closets. Well, it's too bad when our government forces us all into giant houses based on construction regulations. I mean, people Absolutely. should be free to do what they do. Well, I'm, Absolutely. I'm not elderly, though, either. I understand. <laughs> so, so I have another question for you. So that the... the since you're a tiny house owner and you're a woman, we've heard that men who own tiny houses have trouble sometimes getting dates. Do you have a boyfriend? And what does he think I, about your house? I don't have a boyfriend, but I didn't have a boyfriend before I built a tiny house, so I'm not sure that that's impacting it in, in any form or fashion. Um, but maybe I'll get a boyfriend because I have a tiny house. I don't know how that's <laughs> going to work. Do, did, have, you had, have you had a date since you've had your tiny house? Mm, a date. Have you gone yeah. out with a man? Did I warn you about I, this ahead of time? <laughs> I, I yes, I have had a date. Um, I mm, date, dating is way down on my priority list. It's just so much trouble. I know. So, um, so I, I and. So, I, yes, I've had a date. I go out. I have a lot of guy friends. I just nobody that I'm really serious about. So I've had probably some dates that I just didn't even realize they were dates. I see. And do you, do you bring up your tiny house? And if you do, what is their reaction? Um, everybody knows that I live in a tiny house. I think that I kind of, that's in, um, that I've hung out with. Um, I think initially people kind of look at you weird when you start seeing tiny house. And then as they see the pictures of mine, even my, um, even my friends, when I first said I was building one, um, they kind of say, Oh, okay. And then they visit and it's like, Oh wow, this is, you know, a lot bigger than I imagined. So then I get cool points because my house is cool. Yeah, it is cool. Um, but no, I don't, it hasn't impacted dating. I was really hoping from the popularity on the show that my husband, because <laughs> I don't think he's within a few miles of a radius, I was hoping he'd find me, and he hasn't so far. So I'm just, maybe the podcast can help with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's done It's done worse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, 
told my girlfriend, I was like, this is going to be on HGTV if I don't find my husband by then. And I've been married before, so it's not really, this is more of a joke. But I was like, if he doesn't find me now, I'm just giving up all hope. <laughs> well, I think I think by virtue of building a tiny house, you've already expressed that giving up hope. <laughs> I'm just joking with you. He's going to have a big, huge house that I can visit, and then I can go come back to my tiny there house. You go, yeah. There you go. There you go. Or maybe you could put your tiny house in his huge house. Right. Or maybe we have a tiny house community. Exactly. Um, okay, we're done over here. I'm tired of looking at you. You can go to your house now. <laughs> Actually, I have a friend. I have a friend here in Portland that's doing exactly that. Her lease is almost up. She's building a house. Her boyfriend, or she's building a tiny house. Her boyfriend has a massive house, a huge yard. They don't want to live together because they really don't like each other that much. So she's building a tiny house to put in his backyard. Yeah, How cool, cool is that? Is it, should anything happen, I can roll my tiny house out of your yard it's, and go on with my life. With my life. Coolest, ever. I know. Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so, husbands funny. notwithstanding, um, so what's next? What I mean, this is this is a huge deal. Like, I actually am a little bit of mourning now that my house is done and I'm not sure what to do with the rest of my life. So, um, what are you? what's next for you? Do you have other aspirations? Um Outside the tiny house, you planning on staying in the tiny house movement? What is next for Jewel Pearson? So I have been kind of. Initially, it was my hope, even with the the African American piece. It had been my hope to be able to help other people um, achieve their tiny house dream. It, when I was going through and researching, um, sometimes it was difficult to get information. And so I wanted to see if I could help other people, um, reach their tiny house dream. If that, if that was something of, of interest to them. So I have, um, been consulting. Um, I offer consulting services. I have had a lot of interest in my actual tiny house. So I also sell my tiny house plans and I, um, I'm working, working on a couple of things. I'm working with um, a, interviewing some local builders to because the next thing I, I have is you know where people want to know if, if I can build their house. So I'm interviewing some other builders locally to maybe have them build my house and, and work a partnership in that way and um, just some some trying to figure it out as I go along. You know, making it up as I, I go along. I have um, some. A person in Atlanta that has um, a seven-acre property that's reached out to me that's interested in a tiny house community so I'm gonna um, look into that and just trying to make it a little bit easier for people as they come along you know some of the stresses Michelle that you and I have encountered if I can help somebody else uh, have a, a smoother transition I would like to do that that's so awesome are you so what about your your gypsy roots are you intending to move around with your tiny house or are you pretty much in Charlotte for the time being so my house being you know 28 feet it's not one of the ones that I can hook up and move you know for a weekend so I've always said and then you know you kind of even moving it across town makes me nauseous it's just <laughs> it's it's your it's your baby you see all your know, your money rolling down the highway and it just makes me nervous as all get out um so I've always said that if I move my house I'm if wherever I move it to, I'm planning to stay there for at least six to nine months. So I do intend to to take it to Atlanta. I would like to take it to Florida, somewhere in Florida. Um, so I think I it's not something that I'm 
anxious to do right now. I really, what I always, people say, well, I thought the whole purpose of you building the tiny house was to move it around. I, and I feel like part of it was, yes, I'd like to move it around if there's an area that I want to live in. But it also allows me to live a, little, a lot lighter. So if I want to travel, it doesn't necessarily mean I have to travel with my house. I can, you know, I can travel because my finances are, are freeing up some because my responsibilities are less. Got it. Got it. And just real quickly about your uh, your tiny house in Charlotte. Do you have an air conditioner in there? I do. I have a. Um, I, I would die if I didn't. I know. Here in, in um, <laughs> North Carolina, the, it gets really hot. And the funny part is, once my house was built, um, once it was completed for the show, I kind of was out of money, and I didn't have an air conditioner for about a month. Maybe it's about three weeks, and it was the. June time frame and it was hot as all get out in here and I knew then that I really loved my house because I did not leave to go stay in a hotel or stay with a friend I stuck it out until I got AC and so I was like okay I'm, I'm committed to this thing for real wow. but I have a mini split system um, and it does the AC really well it will freeze you out I've determined that it doesn't do heat as well, or I guess I should say the heat rises, and I don't have ceiling fans, so mm. I have added some additional heaters to on the, the lower level, but the mini split is absolutely fabulous. Very, very cool. And uh, what do you do for heat in there? Do you have a wood stove or something different? No, I have Envy's. Oh, um, the the, the yeah. I have the mini the mini split does heat, but I don't really need to use it because all of the because it's up at the top, all of the heat that it puts out ends up in the lofts, and right. the lofts stay very <laughs> exactly. they stay very warm anyway. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, down on the lower level, I added a um, a couple of those Envy wall units. Yeah, and those are really and, beautiful. Are those, yeah, they're they're really room? nice. No, nope, just a little electric. It's just a. I'm ta I'm telling Perry, it's just a little electric. It's really uh, sleek. You plug it in and kind of hang it on the wall. Um, and actually, yeah, they're they're supposed to be pretty space efficient. Pretty cool. I have the yeah. same thing. It's it's <clears throat> difficult. I have a ceiling fan though. If I don't have my ceiling fan on, um, it is a full ten degrees separate uh, difference in temperature between the loft and the main floor. Wow. Well, right. So I have to crack the windows in both lofts and turn on the. Uh, Turn on the ceiling fan to actually circulate that hot air out of the out of the lofts and down to the main floor. So right. So one last question for you. Um, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, okay. What is your advice um, for other for other tiny house people? What's your, what's your number one uh, number one advice that you give the most often? I say follow your dream. If that's Aww. your dream, I say absolutely follow it. Um, I'd say um, focus on what it is, what it is that it means to you, why you're doing it, and kind of you know block out the naysayers or the um, uh, people who will have other idea ideas of, of how it should be done or what it should mean, and um, follow the dream. Love that. Love that. Thank you very much for your time today. Um, I enjoyed it. Thank you. We enjoyed it too. Very we enjoyed fun. you. Thank and, you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, have a great day. And tiny house listeners. Be sure to tune in next week for another fantastic episode of Tiny House Podcast. What's the matter? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm doing good. Okay. Thanks, Jewel. Thanks, I enjoyed buddy. it. Thank you, guys. Okay. Bye. 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 All right. Cool. You still there? I'm still here.